Well, hey, what is going on, Liberty fans? My name is Nick Kirby, and welcome to the AC of Red live podcast. This is the basketball edition. The show is presented, as always, by Jason Porter Real Estate, covering all of your residential and commercial real estate needs in the Lynchburg area. And our newest sponsor, Ironclad Coffee. Uh, we're really excited to have them uh, joining us uh, along as a sponsor as well. We'll tell you a little bit more about them uh, later on in the show. I'm joined, as always, by now, not just the Reverend, but the Dr. William Matthews. Doctor, how's it going tonight? Good, man. I wish I had some ironclad coffee. I got this old Dunkin' Donuts right here, but we're going to get through it tonight. Coming up on tonight's show, we got Liberty Senior Kyle Rowe to be joining <laughs> us to talk about the Oral Roberts game, uh, the schedule ahead, and then we'll talk about what's going on in the A-Sun, and of course, your picks with Richie long shots here later on tonight. Uh, before we get started, if you are watching on YouTube, please take two seconds, hit that like button. And also while you're there, be sure to subscribe to the AC of red YouTube channel. Uh, see red continues to post all kinds of great content. We've got post game interviews. Uh, we've got a lot of other cool stuff coming up. So make sure you're subscribed. Uh, so you can always get it when it first comes out. Uh, and then the AC of red podcast is also available on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, subscribe there. Give us a five-star review. Uh, that kind of stuff really helps us continue to grow the show and uh, uh, provide more content uh, for you. So let's get jump right into it, talk a little bit about uh, the game last night. Uh, Liberty Falls, uh, 84-70 to 70, uh, to Oral Roberts. Uh, tough loss. Liberty did leave 42-38 uh, at halftime. Uh, the, big, the big bugaboo of the game was the turnovers. And before we talk a little bit about the game, I wanted to give you just a, a small clip of uh, Richard McKay and Darius McGee, uh, Darius McGee in the uh, post-game press conference. Coach, uh, you know, 20 turnovers, that's kind of been something that's bit you guys a little bit this year uh, in a couple of your losses with the turnovers. Uh, you know, how do you try to correct that moving forward? And what was it that Oral Roberts was doing to, to kind of create those turnovers? I mean, we work on it every day. We Our turnovers have uh, declined. Uh, substantially since the Cancun. Uh, yet again, I think the way people are going to guard us, if you don't get penalized for guarding Darius with great physicality and with two hands on him, why not keep doing it? And we don't do it that way. We've never been, we've never done it that way. And I'm not suggesting that that's what they do, but I think it, I think it makes it really hard on them. And uh, not a whole lot you can do better than try and take care of the ball and be better. Uh, it's a learning process and, uh, I do like our team, and we're gonna be we're gonna be really good. Uh, we we just haven't put together well. We didn't put together forty minutes of consistent uh, Liberty basketball tonight. Darius, want to ask you? I mean, this is, might be the first time I've seen a team this year face guard you ninety feet from the basket. Are you noticing teams now sort of changing how they guard you on defense this year? And how are you working through that and working to help your teammates take advantage of those situations and get good shots? Uh, each game is different. I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of what it is, you got to identify it, trust your coaches, trust your teammates and what they see, and like kind of collaborate to work to get the greatest shot possible on that end of the floor. So, I mean, every game is an adjustment. Yeah, really interesting post game comments there. Uh, feels like uh, maybe a little bit of frustration setting in with, with how, how teams are, are guarding Darius, especially uh, physically. Uh, Turnovers were the story of this game. Will, what was is that? I mean, just kind of, you know, your takeaway from this is, uh, you know, just I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Just gotta, you know, take care of the ball a little bit better. Yeah, 
Yeah, especially after you had a, a good, you know, a good lead going into half against a good team. And, you know, it didn't seem like they were really – I mean, they didn't really stick out as a great defensive team to me. But, yeah, I mean, just the turnovers. And, I again, I'm not like a – I don't know much about basketball. I've never played basketball at any level. Um, so, I, you know, I can only react as a fan. And it felt like that Oral Roberts game was probably the biggest game of the year. And we just kind of – it seemed like they just kind of laid a turd <laughs> when it mattered the most. Yeah, but it was a it was a quad one game. Uh, so, uh, you know, definitely um, a missed opportunity. Really, really tough to – lose a game on the road when you go 13 for 27 from three. I mean, you know, that's, that's hard. I mean, that, that it's really difficult to shoot that well, yeah. uh, you know, on the road. And, and yeah, like you said, well, I, I, I thought when, when Liberty took care of the ball or Roberts had no answer defensively, uh, you know, uh, the flames were getting whatever they, they, they wanted. It, it, it felt like, uh, yeah, and, they were getting open first, shots. And then we saw, you know, Darius was driving to the hoop and, you know, Brody was getting to the hoop and they were finding some guys inside there. And it was just kind of like, man, we, we should have won that. But yeah. The, the turnovers really hurt. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do love these games though. Uh, you know, I, I do want to make sure you make mention of that. I mean, I feel like these are, are really good games for like a sun tournament play, which is obviously going to be the, the three biggest days of the year for, for Liberty is going to be the a sun tournament games. Uh, or there's not a better team in the uh, ASUN than Oral Roberts. Florida Gulf Coast maybe might have something to, to say about that, but uh, this is the kind of game that's going to prepare them for that. Uh, so, you know, I think it was good. You know, I, I really, I would love, I would love to see Liberty and Oral Roberts do some sort of home and home and just like, just do like a 10 year contract every other year. You know, both schools really fit each other, uh, you know, mission wise and all those kind of things. So uh, I, I would, uh, I would definitely like to see that. Any uh, other final thoughts on this uh, before we uh, bring in Mr. Kyle Roadwell? Yeah, uh, no, not particularly. Just, you know, we were, it was just kind of, you know, right there even for most of the time. And we kind of went on a, a drought with, you know, 12, 13 minutes left in the second half where we just, you know, went three or four minutes without scoring. And that was just kind of the nail in the coffin. Like it just still seems to me like maybe gelling is an issue. And, you know, what are you going to do when, you know, if Darius isn't shooting well or, you know, if, what if he gets in foul trouble and has to come out? It seems like we're still just kind of looking for an answer in that area. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it. This is the Liberty Player interview presented by Jason Porter Real Estate. All right. What is up, fellas? How are we doing tonight? Good evening. Doing good, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jason, our, our presenting sponsor, you take it away with the first question of the night for Kyle. Yeah, Kyle, just uh, I'm going to tag on to what uh, Nick and Will were talking about a little bit ago. Seems like a tale of two halves last night. Uh, believe it or not, that was just last night. Uh, you were in Oklahoma last night. <laughs> but uh, tell us a little bit about your perception, first half versus second half. Yeah, no, first half, like we had 11 turnovers in the first half, and we had 42 points, so that kind of masked that. We shot, I think, 64% at the half, and it was honestly, you came into the half feeling – feeling pretty good about it. Like, Hey, let's limit some turnovers, um, keep getting good shots and, um, and should, should win the game and keep trying to do a good job on, on Ace Miss and the rest of their guys. They're super talented. So, um, felt confident going into, into halftime. Like, like you guys said, had, had a good lead and, um, yeah, just kind of, just kind of squandered that with some turnovers and, 
um, we'll make some adjustments going forward and just coach said it too. We work on it every day and um, trust our guys, but yeah, definitely a tale to have for sure. Yeah, Kyle. And like, yeah, I mean, turnovers, that was kind of what we were all talking about, but they had a lot of turnovers too. So, um, you know, what, when the turnovers are a problem like that and McKay, coach McKay said in the, the post game that, seems to have gotten better. It was just kind of got a little bit out of control against Oral Roberts. But, I mean, does it feel like it snowballs like that where it's just, you know, it's, you have a hard time holding on to the ball or just kind of making um, some difficult plays and trying to make something happen? And, like, what do you guys have to do to kind of mentally, you know, make sure it, it doesn't snowball even more? Yeah, no, that's super good, man. I think um, when turnovers are happening, coaches say it all the time, just play simpler. Just a lot of times it's, we got a bunch of guys that want to make the right play and uh, and basketball, especially on the road when um, crowds kind of turn and you want to, you want to make a home run play right then to kind of quiet it. And I think um, coach tells us all the time, let's hit singles and um, didn't, didn't feel like we hit enough singles last night to, to kind of combat um, some of the runs and, and uh, combat some of the turnovers we were having myself included. So um, just, just got to kind of, embrace embrace making simpler plays and um and just finding solutions that way i think uh kyle what is it like playing against a guy that's seven foot five uh, uh connor vanover last night i guess seven foot five that could shoot the three ball uh yeah. what is yeah, that like it's definitely unique i remember uh my sophomore year we actually played zach Eady in his first game uh, at purdue and we were it was covid and uh so there wasn't like it was his first game, obviously. They had Jaden Ivey. That was a freshman on that team, lottery pick, too. So didn't really have a scout on either of them except high school clips. And then you play a guy like Edie, Edie and he's 7'4". And then Vanover last night, I think they had him listed around 7'5". And that was right. He was he was really tall and could shoot it, talented. And um, obviously, they have a really good team around him, too. So allows him to shoot the three ball and, and do some other things well, so. Kyle, what are you guys thinking about uh, sort of that next level of scoring? Uh, you know, I think that's kind of a prevalent thought, too. The guys were talking about that just a minute ago before you and I jumped on, too. You know, we anticipate um, Darius getting his all the time, but then it's that always that second, third, and fourth scorer. And that's the cool thing about the squad, I think. You never know who that's, who that's going to be. But um, is there a focus to get a little bit more consistency with that? You've been stroked really nice the last couple of weeks and, and shooting the ball well. But who's – um, how do you guys start thinking about that second, third, and fourth score behind Darius? Yeah, I think I think that's a, kind of the beauty of it. Like with our team, we have so many so many different options that like any night feel like guys could bring in eight to fifteen points in a multitude of ways. I think I think last night um, pretty balanced. I think we had a few guys with eight points. Brody, I think, had nine off the bench, and, and like we said, we I think we made thirteen or so threes or shot the ball really well. So offensively uh, eliminate some of those turnovers and get a few of those possessions back. Um, feel like we score a few more points and uh, pretty balanced in that way. And then obviously Darius is so special and is going to be in the twenties most nights. So, um, but just picking spots too, like he attracts so much attention and, and having, uh, having the right, the right reads in certain situations uh, opens that up too. It even opens up his game a little bit more too. And, um, some of us are scoring in diff different ways. So, 
Yeah, Kyle, one of the um, commentators on TV last night for Oral Roberts just kind of compared the two teams and said you guys were very similar teams. And, you know, time to turn the page and you guys have Bryant coming up and you guys you got you guys are finished with, you know, the road portion of the out of conference schedule. And then you guys open up at Bellarmine. Um, you know, what is your favorite and least favorite aspects of, of road games? What can you tell us about those? <laughs> yeah, no, I I used to really enjoy road games. Like you got to get spend a lot of time with the guys, and um, and it's actually probably the least favorite part is just kind of waiting around the day of the game, um, for the game. Actually, it's it's one of those things where you get up, have breakfast. You don't really have practice. You have a shoot around, but that's that's pretty light around noon probably, and then go back to the hotel again and uh, sit there till about five thirty until we film and. And then head to the game. So it's the kind of the waiting game on game day is kind of the least favorite part. But um, we play a lot of cards and, and hang out and watch other games and stuff. So the road games are road games are sweet. So, so Kyle, you guys got uh, three games coming up in five days. What is what is that kind of grind like to prepare about? I, I think that's really good, man. It's, I think um, in a sun play, you play on uh, Thursday, Saturday, some um, conference conference tournament time you're going to be playing three and seven hopefully and um so i i think it really does prepare you really well i think like you hit it nail on the head um oral roberts was kind of like a conference tournament game that you feel like uh a sun tournament really prepares you and um they're a really high quality team so and i know these these next games will be as well so um super good opportunity for us and we got a few practice days before that too so i know coach is excited about that we're excited about that and uh, it'll be good. Kyle, what kind of things are you guys expecting for this tournament up in Massachusetts? Do you have some uh, some peripheral things that are kind of part of the part of the showcase up there, or is it really just pretty much straight basketball? Are there any social kind of things that you know about? Yeah, I, th- I think we're getting there uh, just day before, which is pretty standard. Um, we actually play at noon, so the waiting game won't won't be as much uh, for that road game on Saturday or twelve thirty, I think. So so that'll be fun and. Uh, Bryant's Bryant's a really good team. Obviously, uh, had a really really good score last year. Have a lot of experienced players on their roster this year, so uh, we'll we'll get preparing tomorrow for them. And uh, yeah, it'll be good. I've never been to Massachusetts, and I know basketball Hall of Fame is is a really big deal. So we normally get to play in these once or twice a year, and it's always first class tournament. Yeah, Kyle, what, um, talk about a little bit about Zay Warfield. I feel like he's a underappreciated part of the uh the team he comes in and just like hustles and is diving and is just all over the place what kind of energy does he bring to you guys yeah he's zay is so appreciated like from our perspective like players coaches and outside he doesn't get enough recognition i feel like too and um he's one of my favorite players to play with he just always just always makes a big play in a game and, and makes a lot of really good little plays and uh, I know we hit two threes last night that were big time for us. And, and he, he reps that every day and, and shoots it with confidence. Uh, we feel like it's going in too. So, um, but regardless of how much he scores every night, Zay, Zay brings an energy and um, just a toughness that, that's really good for us. Kyle, uh, last question of the night for you. Uh, so a couple games here before, before conference play begins. What individually are, do you want to work on on uh, the most here over the next couple of games to get yourself ready for uh, conference play? Yeah, I think I think just continuing to uh, find out ways to to help 
um, make simple plays for us offensively and and uh, feel like we can really make another step here in these next few weeks defensively uh, to really hone in on that end. So just kind of uh, being a leader in that way and then uh, be able to knock some down some shots, help take some pressure off Darius, obviously. And, and uh, yeah, I, it'll be good, man. I'm, I'm super excited for the next few games. And uh, we've got a big conference um, season ahead of us. And like Coach reminded us yesterday, it's not the last game. wasn't the last game of the season. We have 22 guaranteed left. So I'm super excited to get to work and, and uh, get with the guys tomorrow. So. All right, very good, Kyle. We're really looking forward to these next two games. Two really, uh, I think, good challenges for you guys uh, uh, heading into conference play. Uh, Grambling's really surprised me with how well they've played this year, and uh, that's going to be a good game at uh, uh, at Liberty Arena. So if uh, you're in the area, make sure you guys go and uh, uh, check out the guys and support them uh, right before the uh, the holidays here. Uh, well, Kyle, take care. We'll uh, hopefully talk to you again here soon. Awesome, man. I appreciate you guys having me as always. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Jason, uh, I want to talk about home inspections. Uh, how important is that uh, when you're looking to uh, uh, to buy a home? Yeah, super critical piece, Nick. Thanks for bringing that up. That's one of those uh, one of those areas of the contract to just sort of put it in an overall timing context. Once uh, a contract is ratified and buyer and seller have agreed, uh, the the buyer does have a chance to be usually a seven to ten day home inspection window. And I've got a number of home inspectors with whom I work that are uh, really, really good. And uh, we go in and they their responsibility, of course, is to kind of kick the tires and do everything in regards to that and, and also find out and come up with a, a list of repairs that we want to request uh, from the sellers to take care of. Uh, so very important piece of it. The other massive piece of, of home inspections that I want to make sure that, that I uh, shout out to is the fact that that actually is your last exit ramp out of the contract. So if you can't come to terms on inspections and repair items and those kind of things, there is a way out of the contract. So it's an important piece of negotiation. All right. Very good. Well, thanks so much, Jason. Appreciate your support. Are uh, you going to be at Liberty Arena on Monday? Uh, yes, sir, I will. And, uh, Nick, I, we did forget to wish uh, Mr. Rode a happy birthday this past week. Uh, Kyle had a birthday uh, over the week. Awesome. Yeah. Well, good. Will you be cheering on the Flames for us on, uh, on I think it's Monday night. Yeah, Monday night yep. and uh, uh, against Grambling. And uh, we'll check back in with you soon, Jason. We'll be there. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Well, good stuff. Uh, Will, what was your takeaway from uh, our conversation here with Kyle? Yeah, just, I mean, Kyle's great. I mean, he always has like a positive attitude. He's the second coach, you know, the the, uh, the player coach. So I, I enjoy, always enjoy getting his perspective and seeing just kind of where he is because I feel like, you know, where he is, that's where the team is. Yeah, I feel like Kyle and I feel like Coach McKay as well. Honestly, you know, when I when I hopped on for the the, the press conference last night, I was kind of expecting Coach May to keep be maybe a little bit more. I don't I don't want to say angry, but a little more like disappointed. But he's 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 very optimistic. I don't I don't know if it's maybe uh uh you know one of one of his master in psychology type things with, with you know his group that he feels is the best motivator. But he's been incredibly optimistic and, 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 and positive, um, about the, the future of this team. And, and, you know, it feels like he really, really, really believes in this team. So, uh, I definitely think the best is still yet to come. Um, missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, maybe a missed opportunity between a 12 and a 13 seed if you win the ASUN tournament. So you got to put it in, in, in perspective there. Hopefully, uh, uh, a good learning experience. 
Uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and look at the upcoming schedule here. We talked about it a little bit, but but Bryant on Saturday, uh, almost a toss up game. Uh, Ken Palm has Liberty as a four point favorite. Uh, feels right about right. Bryant's kind of had a weird season. Uh, they they've gotten absolutely blowed out in some games, but played really well in some other games. They've also had some health issues with some of their players, so uh, the, kind of a real wild card. What to expect in in Massachusetts on on uh, on Saturday. Uh, and then Grambling, this was a team that started like one of the worst teams in the country in Ken Palm. They've worked all the way up to 236. Uh, Liberty's only an 11-point favorite in that game, but uh, uh, Grambling just knocked off Vanderbilt. Now, Vanderbilt's not really good. Southern Miss also blew them out. Uh, but, you know, it's still, they, they went into Vanderbilt and knocked them off. So, Will, do you kind of feel like these, these next two games uh, leading up to conference play, obviously there's Mid-Atlantic, Christian, whatever. Uh, do you kind of feel like these are not must wins, but you, man, you really, really need to get both these games. Yeah. I think especially after dropping that oral Roberts game, it was a little bit of a letdown to drop that game just because of the opportunity it was to, to beat a good and established program. And then Bryant again, very similar team to Liberty. It seems, I mean, just going through their schedule, I mean, they've got a de- pretty decent resume at nine and three and you know, a couple of those are non D ones, but you know, they just squeaked out a win against Syracuse and <clears throat> Syracuse is not great, but a win over an ACC opponent is a win over an ACC opponent. So feel like the Bryant game is going to be big. Yeah. You know, again, a toss up. I like our chances against Grambling, even though they are kind of coming on strong. But I feel like going into the conference, you really need to just, again, like you said, it doesn't matter in terms of seed so much. But I think it does a ton for the confidence level going into conference play. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely with you. And then as we, uh, as we get into conference play, uh, here's the updated net rankings. If you're watching uh, th- this conference, man, they they continue to you know impress overall. Uh, Liberty, uh, <laughs> despite. Uh, being 0-1 in Division One games since the net has come out, uh, has actually moved up uh, 21 spots in the net, now is second. Uh, so uh, I think it has a lot more to do with, uh, you know, some of their, their yeah. non-conference opponents have uh, have outseeded some expectations and, and, and things like that. Um, uh, but, uh, but, but, but pretty wild. I uh, wanted to run through a couple of the, uh, the A-Sun notes, and then I'll ask Will kind of your your thoughts on the over, overall state of the A-Sun right now. Um, FGCU, they finally took a, a loss. You know, they were really rolling. They lost by 32 to Florida Atlantic, but they did bounce back with the win against Mercer. Jacksonville, uh, really looking like they're going to be a, a tough out. Uh, they won at VCU, but they, they followed that up with a loss, a 28-point loss at UNC Wilmington. Um, Lipscomb has had back-to-back losses to sub 270 Ken Palm teams. So they're coming back down to earth a little bit. Queens had a nice win on a Friday night at a high point. Uh, Kennesaw State got beat by 44 last night at San Diego State. Uh, Bellarmine, an impressive double-digit win uh, against Murray State. Uh, and uh, I got to give give a shout-out to North Alabama. They are now 4-4 four and four against Division One opponents last year. Last year, they were 5-21. and 21. So, uh, you know, kudos to them. They're, they're one win away from, yeah. from matching their uh, their entire season. So, uh, uh, you know, good for those guys kind of getting it together. Uh, this is a 
competitive conference, an interesting conference. Uh, Bellerman was 14th in net last week and has jumped up to ninth. It just feels like this conference, it's going to be really hard to predict on any given night who's going to beat each other outside of maybe like FGCU, Liberty, and Jacksonville maybe be in the class of the conference. I feel like any of these other games are like whoever's the home team, that's probably who's going to win. Is that kind of what you're feeling, Will? Yeah, I feel like there's going to be some log jam in the middle of the the pack all the way through the season. And then, you know, you get to a point at the end of the season where you're looking at uh, different tiebreakers and things like that for tournament seedings. Yeah, I'm not feeling at the moment. Um, I know it's still early, but I'm not feeling super confident about Liberty, you know, being in the top three at the uh, come at the uh, end of the season. I just think the turnovers are just that much of an issue that, you know, it's got to get cleaned up before, you know, we start talking about how we run the A-Sun again. <clears throat> but, um, you know, overall, I mean, the A-Sun, some of these teams have had very good wins, and it may not help that much as far as bringing the conference up, depending on who the win was against, but I think it does a lot for the reputation of the A-Sun. Yeah, I mean the the net rankings I was just showing. I switched to the Ken Palm, but I mean the net rankings are are significantly better yeah. than that we've seen you know yeah. since since uh, Liberty's been in the A Sun and the first year Liberty was in the A Sun was the first year of the net rankings. Uh, yeah, I mean this is definitely a much deeper conference. Um, I feel like come A Sun tournament play, there's gonna be a lot of upsets in that tournament because mm-hmm. uh, I think one through fourteen, uh, the, they're capable teams. They're, there's not maybe you know maybe north alabama and central arkansas will kind of show themselves back to you know what they have been but i don't know i feel like just about any of these teams could knock off if there's a you know like a a, a 6 11 game i feel like the 11 seed could you know could win that game and uh it might be some real chaos this year in the tournament yeah um here's kind of updating on uh on liberty uh w- with where they are in the net and in their opponents so far uh they don't have a bad loss. So, uh, you know, the, their worst loss of the year is Northwestern uh, going by net because that was a neutral game. Oral Roberts is a quad one. Southern Miss is a quad one. Alabama is a quad one. Um, that Bradley win is, is pretty safely a quad two right now. So, um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's a little disappointing that Liberty is uh, uh, where are we at. We're four and four in D one games. I think mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little disappointed in that, but at the same time, you don't have any bad losses. And when you're getting to selection Sunday, if you're fortunate enough to win the ACE tournament, you know, the, the fact that you don't have any, any bad losses is going to look pretty good. And um, you know, Liberty's going to have a couple opportunities for like, like Florida Gulf coast. That's gonna be a home game. So that that's huge for Liberty. Um, I don't know. Kind of what, what, what do you feel kind of about, you know, what, what, what's accomplished like mm-hmm. does it kind of feel like a resume that's yeah, you know not could be better but it's also not terrible yeah but some of that too is just kind of the way the it, the cards are dealt with the scheduling as well you know um you you just hope that that those quad one losses remain quad one losses throughout the season. I don't have any reason to think that they won't. Alabama seems to be like a pretty good team this year. I don't know if you've been following them recently, but they're pretty good. So, you know, that, like you were saying, 
the committee is going to look at those bad losses and, you know, what we just got to get, we just got to win the tournament to even to get into that discussion. Yeah. Alabama is definitely going to be a quad one. They have to stay in the top 70 for that to be, (laughs) they're not going to fall in the top 70. Um, I would say Oral Roberts is probably likely to stay in the, in in the top 70. Uh, Southern Miss is like 21 right now and they have to be in the top 20, top 30 for it to be a quad one when you play them at home. So that one's probably the one that ends up falling to a quad two. But again, a quad two, when you're talking about 12 and 13 seeds, those aren't bad losses. This isn't, you're not comparing the, uh, uh, the resumes of Indiana and Gonzaga. You know, you're comparing the resumes of, of Liberty and uh, uh, maybe, maybe, or somebody. Oh, yeah. maybe, maybe a team like Bradley. Bradley yeah. could very well be, you know, a team that wins the Missouri Valley. And that's the kind of resume you're comparing with. So, you know, I, I missed opportunity, man. If Liberty could just got one of those, you know, quad one games, I feel like we feel probably a lot better about things right now. But I think if they take, can take care of business um, here um, um, over these next two really big, crucial games, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we'll be uh, uh, feeling really good about things. Yeah. And if you go back to that slide for a second, you'll notice no quad three games. Those quad four games, three and zero. Oh, that's big. That shows everybody we beat the teams that we were supposed to beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those quad threes will start filling in very quickly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> quad three and quad fours. Uh, there, there'll probably only be maybe, you know, it depends how things shake out. Three or four games that are quad two or better. Uh, uh, it's almost impossible for Liberty to have a quad one game remaining. Right. Um, if Florida Gulf Coast was a road game, it would. Uh, so I guess I guess it's possible they could have a quad one game if it's the uh, ASA Championship yeah. uh, at Florida Gulf Coast. That's probably the only uh, the only realistic way. Uh, and any final thoughts, Will, before we uh, get to uh, our best bets of the the week? I'm ready to hear from Richie. All right. Well, we'll get to Richie here in just a second. Uh, first, let's have a word from. A sea of Red's newest sponsor, Ironclad Coffee. Virginia's best and most flames friendly coffee comes from Ironclad Coffee Roasters. Ironclad Roasters serves up their beautiful beans at two cafes in Richmond, but you can enjoy their crafted roasted specialty beans from anywhere in the country by visiting www.ironcladcoffee.com. Place your order there and it'll be roasted to your order and shipped out directly to your doorstep. Whenever you find yourself in the Commonwealth, Pay them a visit at their two cafes in the Richmond area. Ironclad's owners, the O'Rourke family, are proud Flames Club members and are pleased to sponsor these podcasts by Sea Red. Hop on, hop on over to their website at www.ironcladcoffee.com now to get Virginia's best specialty coffee headed your way. At Yo! Whoa! Coming Was that in. loud? Hey, you coming in hot, boy. Oh, my bad. What's up? What's up, buddy? Uh, I thought we were going to have to change that graphic to a new uh, at at Litchy wrong shots or whatever it was. Yeah, you know what? We played with fire. We got burned. We, we said some things on the bird. Elon's, you know, not messing around anymore. So uh, you can't you can't make threats, even if you're just joking. Um, and we had to do appeal. Shout out to, to Jerry, Jerry Flincham. Uh, he, he reached out to Elon. He was tweeting away at Twitter support. He was like, Hey, Richie did not mean what he said about me. And he was able to get me, uh, back on the bird, but yeah, it was a close call. 
Well, it's a good thing you're back on to uh, take another victory lap over a just another another banner week for uh, for Richie Longshot seven and four, uh, while the rest of the world is struggling. Uh, it it was a big Saturday. I was I think three and three going into Saturday, and then rattled off uh, a four and one four and one day, which. If you've been following football, I've been begging for four and one all season. But so just casual week five, rattle it off. Uh, also, shout out uh, Dr. Matthews. Very impressive. Um, I'll probably never get a doctor because I refuse to do any APA citations ever again for the rest of my life. And uh, in your in your honor today from our legendary video, um, I'm enjoying myself a nice non-alcoholic brew. So no right. need to... Uh, Cover me up tonight. So this one's this non-alcoholic athletic beer is for you. The jury's out if there's reps on that or not. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see about that. All right, you ready to get to our best bets of the week? Yes. Or, or Richie's best bets of the week, not not minor chatter. John's best bets of the week. <laughs> a lot of tough games this week. I will say there was a lot of tough games. So I'm not. I felt good last week. This week. I'm hoping just, you know, to go 500, not have that, you know, a disastrous two and nine week and just throw it all down the drain. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Does uh, does the tide turn? All right. First, we got kind of a weird schedule because of we're doing the show. We did the show on Tuesday night just because uh, I honestly didn't really want to do a show just talking about whoever we played, Virginia Lynchburg College of the Poor. Um, who we I, who we weren't supposed to play until twenty yeah. hours before yeah. the game, which is it just such a preposterous situation. Like, do we have them on retainer? Like, do we have a copy of their schedule? And they're like, from COVID, like teams canceled. Who do we got to fill in in the moment? Well, yeah. like, it's just odd. They don't even watch film on that game. No, I, I, yeah, I, I could play the two when we win that game. <laughs> easy, easy. I, I mean, I think if uh, I think if your your University of Virginia Lynchburg. And you get a call from a Division One school. Yeah, you you cancel your next game, and you say, "Hey, hey, hey we're gonna go play the big boys tonight." Yeah, uh, uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna pay us in and uh, McDonald's coupons. Exactly, uh, some Chick Fil A, and there you go. It's a win win for everyone. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's jump in here. Uh, UCLA at Maryland. Uh, me and long shots were different. I, I'm taking UCLA on the road. I just think UCLA is a a much much better team uh, than uh, uh, than Maryland. Um, you know the uh, I don't know why are you going Maryland in this. It's probably my ACC bias, East Coast bias. Um, Maryland at home a little bit better. UCLA UCLA traveling east. It's it's always tough to travel. Um, across three time zones, and I just uh, I'm a sneaky terrapin guy, and I feel like I haven't heard a lot about him this year, which isn't a bad thing. Like, and home team, I, I think when I ran my stats earlier, uh, they were a little bit better at home uh, as opposed to where they were elsewhere, and it just did show what I wanted to see. All right, all right. Again, this was a tough week. Like all these games, I was you know fifty fifty. Yeah, there was a, there's a lot a lot of toss up games, which I, I think made it fun this week. So, all right, Kevin Willard in his first year, long shots is going with them to to pull off the win against uh, UCLA. Uh, a big battle in the state of the Bluegrass State, 
uh, Eastern Kentucky at Northern Kentucky. We're split on this one as well. Um, I'm going with NKU minus five. EKU is a roller coaster. You never know what you're going to get out of them. Uh, I just feel like North uh, Northern Kentucky's at home. Uh, they have when they've played their best. I think are are a better team, but they're very inconsistent. They also know a little bit about the kind of guy. They've also dealt with a lot of injuries, so they make the actually get blown out of their uh, their injuries are there. So why are you going with EKU here, Richie? I love the roller coaster teams because it's. I'm gonna know in the first five minutes if the roller coaster is going up or the roller coaster is going down. Um, I like uh, Eastern Kentucky's offense. Uh, they they're coming off two tough games against JMU and Tennessee. They lost their last three. Gonna be hungry in state rivalry game. Give me the points. All right, FGCU at St. Bonaventure. I was shocked that three of the four of us faded. Dunk City. Uh, I thought I was going to be the only one. I thought for sure I was going to be the only one. Uh, I just, you know, St. Bonaventure at home. This is a tough game for for Florida Gulf Coast to go in and get a win. St. Bonaventure. I think they they've been disappointing this year, but that's a quality program, quality coach. Yep. Are you same line of thinking there? Yeah, and I feel like, and I could be wrong, and I I think I mentioned this on an earlier episode, but I feel like they they're they're an experienced team. Like they yeah. have upperclassmen and. Florida Gulf Coast. I'm surprised this is four. I wouldn't be shocked if the spread was actually more like six or seven when tip actually takes place. Yeah. And you start getting up there, man, then maybe I, I feel a little bit different about it for sure. All right. Uh, Friday night, Austin P at uh, Murray State. This is another bluegrass uh, battle. This is the, the bluegrass week. Uh, it's just a lot of points. Murray yep. State just lost a Bellerman like uh, – I don't think Austin P's good, but nine points. Give me the nine points. Oh, exactly. And I think I, another thing I said earlier, like Murray State just gets that extra bump because of John Morant. So people are always like, oh, Murray State, Murray State. Like, I feel like Davidson had the same whole thing going on in the late 2000s where I was like, oh, they did have Steph Curry. Like, he's gone. It's a new team. Um, and same way, you know, looking at whom uh, Murray State has beaten, no one's really, you know, popped out that maybe, all right, this team can can beat another decent mid-major team by nine points. Quick correction, though. I mean, Murray State is traditionally a B.J. Jenkins school. Like, that is the yeah. – when I think of Murray State, <laughs> I think of B.J. Jenkins. I don't think of this John Morant character you're talking yeah. about. You're right. I'm just too – I'm too new school for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> He has no idea who B.J. Jenkins is. That could be a fake name. <laughs> you guys could be pulling the old fake name routine on me, and I'd be like, yeah, B.J. Jenkins sounds good. B.J. Jenkins. I think he's a rapper. Look him up. He was an experience. Uh, really good player. They actually had a really nice season. Uh, B.J. Jenkins won a tournament game with uh, Murray State. So, congrats. See, uh, Nick, I don't know if you remember this. He was a killer B when we did the uh, – the old killer B signs. You, you never forget a killer B. You never forget a killer B. All right. Uh, clean sweep here. This is, I expected this when I put this on here. I, I honestly didn't even want to put this game on here because it's so easy. Arizona is somehow a one-point underdog. No way Vegas goes this way. No way. But just because this is like the – I think this is probably the eh, – maybe Houston-Virginia. This is one of the premier matches of the week. Had to put it on here. Again, I think this is probably like Arizona minus three, right? Yeah, no, I agree. It's an, an, another team traveling across uh, two time zones in Tennessee situation and a Tennessee team that 
hasn't shown a ton of consistency. I know Arizona dropped the game last week, but you know it's going to happen. You're, you're never seeing teams run the table. And there is another one. I was like, one point, that's it. I'm in. What, what's the number for you if you're putting real coin on this uh, up to? I'd probably say four and a half. I'd probably take I'd, I'd take Arizona. I'd say up to five. You know, you're up three. They foul. They make it five. That's that's where I would say. Because, I mean, it's going to be close. I don't think, obviously, I don't think Arizona runs away with it. But I like that three to five range. Yeah, I, just, I don't see Tennessee going on the road and getting a win there. I, no. I, I don't see how that happens. Uh, that that Mr. Ken Palm, I, I don't know what you're doing there, bro. Uh, Saturday, uh, Gonzaga, Alabama. Uh, Chad's the only one who's got got the Zags in this. This is gonna be an awesome game. Can't wait to watch this one. Um, uh, we both we both roll tied at one. Uh, I mean, I just this is a coin flip. I think Alabama's played better to this point. Yeah, uh, maybe Gonzaga has a higher ceiling. Uh, but and maybe because uh, I going to need this game more. So I guess you kind of have that factor in it, but I just think Alabama, the way they're playing I, I one point I'm taking, I'm taking Bama. Yeah. I mean, to go on to, to go beat Houston, beat UNC in a, a track meet, like they've shown that they could win in both styles of games. They could win with a hundred points and they could win with 70 points. Like there's, just a, a really complete basketball team. And and I saw people saying on Twitter how that loss against Bama looks better and better every single week. Like, no, they it wasn't just them shooting lights out against us. They are legitimately a, a really, really good basketball team. Yeah, we played bad and uh, Bama played Bama. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's the result. All right, Saturday. This is an awesome game, too, man. Yes, this is an awesome it's a great game. Saturday. Like Woo. the final... The final, you know, non-conference Saturday before we start to really get into conference play. I'm glad there's there's actually good games. It's not like in college football where it's just Alabama beating up on the Citadel. No, this is, you know, teams are playing really good, um, you know, good matchups to, to lead us into conference play. So we're both taking Houston, uh, one-point dog on the road at Virginia. I, I, I really went back and forth on this one. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I've said it. I'm a big believer in Houston this year. Uh, but this is a really tough road game. I mean, going into Virginia, getting a win. I just, I just think Houston's a better team. If it's only one, I like Houston. I don't love Houston. I got numbers for you. We got stats. Ready? This year against the spread, Houston seven and three. Virginia two and five. Virginia at home against the spread, one and four. Houston on the road, two and zero oh against the spread. So. Bringing the heat. Yeah. A lot of numbers that lean towards Houston. It worries me. It's almost like too many numbers in their direction. But uh, I'll ride that as, as as long as those streaks are willing to keep going. All right. Bryant versus Liberty. Yeah, this uh, is where I get people tweeting at me. You don't really like Liberty. At John Manson. How can you have someone that doesn't pick Liberty on your podcast? Well, John did pick Liberty in the other game, so it's really on John here too. Uh, but why? Why are Down you? The, why are you the hater in this? Well, it's only four points. We were like four point underdogs against Oral Roberts. Yeah, wow. I think Brian is a very good team. I said I think on you know one of the first is either last year a couple of weeks ago. I said this I think is the game I'm looking forward most to. Bryant, nice uh, Northeastern team. Um, they got some players like a ball, and I just don't know if this Liberty team right now is there. 
is going to be able to play a complete two halves of basketball. And I'm sorry, that's just where I'm at right now. Um, and, it, you know, until they can prove me otherwise, I don't think four's that many. Um, so give me Bryant. Sorry, guys. Coming off a loss, only four points. I'm uh, I'm riding. I'm riding. All right. Stetson. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. We always but, hope you're wrong. Yeah. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> we need to be wrong a lot to make this yeah. competitive this year. All right. Uh, Stetson at Ohio. Uh, we're split on this. You're you're uh, riding the Hatters on, on the road at the uh, the Convocation Center. A uh, very difficult place to play now. Did you play. make up that name, Convocation Center? No, I've, I have actually been to a game there. Uh, I saw a MAC tournament game. Ohio versus huh. Bowling Green, maybe it was. Uh, maybe it, sounds, it sounds like something. I have no idea who Vines is or what he's done. But if he ever got canceled, like we should probably call our arena the convocation. Yeah, I feel like we're if, if Vines ever gets canceled and for all I know, he could be departed. But that's a great name for an arena. And I'm, I'm mad we missed the boat. We did. We did. As long as Kirby keeps it at Vines Connection and not at Convocation Connection. That's, that's a Yeah, it's a, it's a mouthful. <laughs> that's a mouthful. I'm going to be honest with this game. I picked all of the games, and then I went, ooh, I forgot Ohio Stetson. And I went, I think my middle school girlfriend went to Stetson. Stetson it is. So this had, I had no no number crunching, no stats. I forgot it, and I was like, I got to get these to Nick by noon. And I just sent it because I forgot. So that's where I'm at. You sound like my best friend in high school who was a big Florida State fan. And when I asked him why, he was like, oh, I like the colors. Yeah. In this situation. Shout out Jesse Acock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This will go with the colors. Go Stetson. I don't know. Well, this is, this is six. This, sure. is, this is the break I needed. This is the break I needed. My wife is a uh, proud Ohio University alum. Uh, one, one quick fact about the Convocation Center. I feel like you guys are going to enjoy this. Uh, up in the rafters, they have like flags of like every country, like international flags going all around the top. I really hope they haven't taken those out because that was a it just it really made the convocation center the convocation center. Is is their fight song It's a Small World? <laughs> I don't know. If not, they do have a great band though. They are known for their great band. All right, let, let's uh let's move on. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's way too much Ohio talk. <laughs> Says Seth is gonna win by 30 now. <laughs> All right, uh, Lipscomb at Michigan. We all faded the Bison. I couldn't fade fast enough. 15 points, that's it? Like, yeah, I think this is going to be one of those 20s. Yeah. Yeah, this was. This feels like easy money. Although, you know, Vegas has, has tripped us before. Yeah. All right, then the last game, Grambling State at Liberty. John Manson, the founder of a Sea of Red, is the only hater here. Uh, this is a lot of points against a team that did win against Vanderbilt, but man, this is the last home game. I mean, they got last Division One home game yeah. before Christmas. Uh, you know, they're, they're, the the boys are going to want to come out. They're going to want to put on a good show. Uh, I think this is I think this is a, a really really nice win for Liberty. Uh, I think this is maybe one of the the better performances given the the competition that we see this year. No, I agree. I think. 
and and I have no stats to prove this. I feel this entire year when you put this together, the the, the whole uh, picture. I don't take liberty in the first game, and I take liberty in the second game, and I hit it. So first game, fade liberty. Second game, take liberty. I think you know beating a team that they are clearly better than double digits that that, that they're gonna roll Liberty Arenas uh gonna be rocking on a Monday night. Oh, all the students are gone, right? The day I, before the bowl game, all the students are gone. I right? would uh yeah, I would think so. I would think so. A lot of yeah. youth groups in the building that night. Oh, is it youth group night? Uh I mean if I were Liberty, that's what I would try to sell tickets for if the students oh. are gone. They should that that first college basketball game of the year, Baylor against the the Mississippi Delta team. It was like school day. They brought in all the elementary schools. Like Liberty should throw a Monday like this game should be a Monday day. Invite all the local schools in. Like let's get yeah. some positive press going out there. But what do I know? I'm just thirty two and twenty. No, I think Liberty like uh, can beat a uh, you know when they're heavy favorites. I think they're in a good spot to to roll. So. I'm not totally against Liberty. I'm I'm back in. Yeah, uh, Liberty this year four and four against the spread. So really, shocking to me. Really bad. Uh, fun set though. Liberty is six and two uh, in the over. Uh, oh, been an over I, team. Been an over team this year. So. Did, did the over hit yesterday? What was it? I was. It oh, was it like had to one fifty two. Right. It was eighty to seventy. Eighty four to seventy. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Had, yeah. Yeah. It was high. I was like one fifty one. Oh, the over the over was one forty nine and a half. Wow, and st- still comfortably. Yeah, I would have. I, I refused to bet Liberty, but yeah, that would have been a game that you would. I'd be like, oh yeah, definitely take the under in this one, even though they're really two great offensive teams. But just yeah. Liberty, you know, getting that high. That's uh, so much. So much has to go right for an over to hit in basketball. Like it's not like football where a pick six changes everything, or there's a punt return for a touchdown. Like. For basketball, everything has to go right. Problem is, sitting and watching and rooting for people to miss shots is just bad for your health. So I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Uh, I loved betting draws here in the World Cup. I mean, I'm I, I love being. Oh yeah. Oh, we've been in our groups, and I'm like, I'm about betting both teams to score. And Kirby's like, I have zero zero draw. I'm like, why even watch the game? Rooting for the referees to call off sides, the whole thing. I tell you, if you if you bet a draw and then they have a goal taken off the board, that is exhilarating. Oh, I I I I could I imagine that. Like that's got to be a hoot. Have we talked about Doc's uh, background? That I was I I was like five minutes late. Uh, let's uh yeah, let's bring him in here uh, uh full screen. So what's going on here? <clears throat> I'm just advocating for some uh, transfer portal action. It's portal season. Oh, it's portal season. That's right. Is that, that uh, is that football? This uh, little uh, uh, Grayson McCall for QB1. Bring the mullet to the mountain, baby. Someone, oh, right. Nick, because I'm not sure you know who that is. That's Coastal's, no that's Coastal's quarterback. What state is Coastal in? Jersey? Basically, uh, South Carolina. It's on the beach. Right. My cousin actually graduated from Coastal. I've been to uh, the campus, <gasps> believe it or not. Wow. They say it's a beautiful campus. Yeah, I'll is. get tweets about it that, is. but they, they say it's beautiful. I mean, it's practically a Myrtle Beach. I mean, yeah, like like you, if I'm 17 years old, like if you don't think like I'm looking for the most beautiful campus on the beach, like, yeah, come on. Yeah. But 
Maybe maybe Grayson is a mountain guy. He's got the mullet. I don't know. Does, does Liberty like, have any connection to Coastal? Is there? I think there's someone on staff. I'm not sure. I'll do some investigative work at Boca next weekend. Is it the the weight weight room coordinator? Assistant weight room coordinator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Assistant to yeah. the weight room coordinator. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> feels like an in. Feels like an in for sure. It's not about what you know, too. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Any, any parting words for us this week, uh, uh, Long Shots? Uh, any, uh, you know, just take the floor. We've had a short show. We're under an hour. Uh, uh, any final words? Any World, World Cup betting? Any advice? Any life advice for the, the kids watching? Uh, stay in school. Oh. Always important. Uh, you could go very far with a high school degree or a GED. Um Sports-wise, World Cup, I'm rooting for Argentina. I'm rooting for Messi. You know, the GOAT deserves a World Cup, um, and, and they're heading to the World Cup. Won a little bit of money today on Argentina. Won a little bit even more on Giannis getting a triple-double tonight. So we're riding high. We're getting uh, ready to, to get into a great sports time of year where the NBA, I mean, the, the NFL is in the playoff push. College basketball, conference play is starting. Bowl season NHL is in full steam. NBA is in full steam. MLB winter meetings are taking place. Um, we're getting it from from everywhere, which way. So excited about that. Excited to uh, you know keep talking basketball with you guys each week. It's been, as I say, every week. It's great for me to uh, get in, look at some of these games, and listen to, to you guys talk. Y'all are the experts. I'm just the numbers guy to, that's uh, on a, a lucky streak right now and uh, love getting to, to listen to you guys each week. And I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, well, appreciate you as always, my man. Be well, careful. You on the got bird. it. Be careful on the bird. I am. No, I'm going to be very well behaved. I think I'm going to give Chad my, my password so he could like intervene. A little accountability. I yes. Like yeah. Yes. Yeah. Never heard. So, all right. Thank you guys. We'll see you. All right. See you, buddy. All right, well, that was entertaining as always. Uh, appreciate Mr. Longshots coming on. Uh, always a good time. Uh, big week here coming up for Liberty. Big week here with uh, uh, with Bryant and Grambling. Really looking forward to this. Uh, we're going to try to come back next week, get you one more show before Christmas. We're going to have to work out the, the fine details of that. Uh, uh, but we'll let you know for sure. Uh, Will, any final thoughts for us tonight? No, yeah, we. I think we covered everything. It, it feels like a big week with Bryant uh, and that that game there, <clears throat> uh, that uh, Hall of Fame classic. I apologize to Kyle Road for saying they finished up their their road schedule. I forgot that that was a, a road game or a neutral neutral game. But um, yeah, I mean, I, after that Oral Roberts um, disappointment, feels like we need these two just for confidence and. and uh, for for us as the fan base as well i mean i think it's to the point now where like we need a little bit of kool-aid to get to get juvenated for this uh conference schedule yeah we're really looking forward to this we appreciate everyone who has tuned in uh, if you haven't make sure you subscribe to a sea of red on youtube uh, hit the like button really helps us grow the show see a red podcast also available on apple Podcasts, spotify and soundcloud uh, be sure to leave a five-star review subscribe all that kind of fun stuff so you can always Get the latest and the greatest and the best Liberty Flames news. Well, for long shots, for Will, for Kyle Road, for our guy, Jason Porter, who uh, covers uh, the best real estate guy in the Lynchburg area. And thanks, as always, to Ironclad Coffee. I'm Nick. 
Have a great night, everyone.